The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, those with a latex allergy, or your grandmother. Then again, I've never met your grandmother. She may be more kinky than you realize. Listener discretion is advised. Podcast of Wholesome Kink and Perverted Knitting. I'm Sir Arcane. Lansing Mike. And we have a special guest today. What up, what up? Yes, the star of YouTube. And I wouldn't X-Tube. call it a star. No, no, you're, you're hyping me up. <laughs> well, what point um, do you have to be considered a star? How many millions of views, probably? Uh, enough to get partnered that when YouTube shows a commercial before uh, your video, you get a, a couple of cents. But if that's the case, I haven't seen any of that. <laughs> I don't think I have ads enabled on anything. I hate all those ads, so it's like, nah. <laughs> ah, well, anyway, you can see our guest on YouTube and <laughs> Tumblr and Xtube yep. and probably RedTube and Pornhub since those times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not that diversified yet, but, but you can check me out online at uh, rubberwhiteout.com. And my name is Whiteout. I don't think that's been mentioned yet, but <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was getting there, but yeah, no, we, we kind of got it. For sure. And yeah, Whiteout, you are known for um, your interest in latex mm-hmm. and for. Oh, how to put this politely. Um, occasionally scaring the horses. Scaring the horses. I think being public in your yes, be, Oh, be, yes. Be, yes, <laughs> being public in your kink. Going to um, the local big box store and buying liquor while in a full gimp suit. Mm-hmm. Now, how and, often, and, well, actually, I guess, how, I mean, there, I saw a video of that, but... Was that like a one time? How often? I've seen another um, video. Every down. every so often, I'll go around campus. I'm a master student now, so I'm feeling a bit more braver. And <laughs> you know, there's been a few times where you just show up in class or something like that. I haven't done it yet, but for my other classes where it was like a giant lecture hall with 400 people, like yeah, it's just you know, where's Waldo? But you can find the gimp in the middle of the crowd, <laughs> and it's just pretty fun because most of the people are. Like, you either get two, one of two reactions. Uh, people will, like, pretend you don't exist. They'll do everything they can to, like, avoid making eye contact with you. <laughs> or, you know, you'll get, like, the thumbs up. Some people will walk up and just be like, you know, why are you doing this? And uh, I usually just make a joke, like, oh, I'm boycotting cotton. So it's like I have alternative clothing. <laughs> I... I- I I ran out of quarters to do laundry, and this is all that was left. Yeah, yeah, no, my gimp suit. So, so one of the things I, I was wondering, how did you get started with latex? <laughs> well, um... It was a guy, wasn't it? It was not a guy. Okay. It was a TV show, actually. Oh. Yes. Oh. So, um... 
when I was 14, I was just bored flipping through the channels, and I came on an episode of Bones, oh. where there was a, um, a murder at a fetish pony ranch, and they had, like, a bunch of shots of people in, like, full gear and all this stuff, and I was like, what is this? What this in is the pre- world? This is pretty cool looking, so... <laughs> is this a real thing? Is this... Or yeah, yeah, with, yeah. you know, with the power of Google, I stumbled upon, like, Fet Life, and, you know, started talking to people about it, and... Here I am, you know, seven years later with a bit of a latex wardrobe. <laughs> a bit of a latex wardrobe, and yeah. now people who are interested in latex and such find you on FetLife. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. explore those. Well, things. I mean, the thing too is now just, you know, like I said, you can Google it now, yeah, in the present day. You find something different, and it's like there's a chance to, like, research on it so thoroughly just at a computer. Yeah. Oh, and then also yeah. and then get the stuff because, you know, once upon a time you'd have to meet other people in the real world to talk about it mm-hmm. and then find out where those shops are. Or get the catalog from wherever it is and wait. And nowadays it's like, yay, the internet's yeah, it's get, so much smaller. Get, get the catalog from from Black Style, get your letter translated into German and hope and get international <laughs> money order, hope for the best. Yeah. That's I mean in some ways, the internet's a good and a bad thing because it does spread a lot of uh, misinformation. But yeah, you're right. In general, like just being going to a bar, like no one that really in the Lansing area is in the latex. So had it been like a decade earlier without the internet, I probably wouldn't be as uh, active in the community just because we had, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. Well, maybe a little bit yeah. longer than ten years. But, but find, you know, finding yeah. the community is the thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like there because I we you know I I can mm-hmm. think of at least. About, you know, four or five, just casually, people I know in Lansing mm-hmm. who like latex. But how are you going to meet each other unless there's a place to meet? Absolutely, yeah. And, you, and you know, most people don't really advertise that. It's like, hey, my name is uh, Alex. I'm really into rubber fetish. Like, what Here's are you my about? Car. Like, yeah, hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, or, you know, you end up meeting them at a claw or an international mm-hmm. Mr. Leather or Mr. International Rubber. And then you find out. Oh, we only live thirty minutes apart from each other. Yeah. How did we never meet up before? Yeah. So um, yeah. Well, even finding out about those events, I wouldn't have um, gone to any of them if it hadn't been people messaging me like, "Oh, hey, you know, MIR is like a month away. Are you gonna go?" And yeah, that was like, how that was how I went to my at? first thing. Was like I had a few people that invited me. I was like, "Well." I don't really know anyone that's going, uh, you know, I don't have, like, anyone there in Chicago who I know, but, like, whatever, what's the worst that could happen? I just winged it, and it worked out fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much my way of travel, too. It's like, oh, actually planning to do something? No. Yeah. Oh, if I know people are going and there's a spot open, sure. Mm-hmm. Someone else has done much yeah. of the work, because I'm fundamentally lazy, and also time goes by way too fast. Yeah. Yeah, MIR is coming up. Uh, what, first weekend in November, Yes, right? Um, I want to say November 4th through the 6th. Don't quote me on that because it may be a little wrong, but well, around that weekend, is, yeah. The thing yeah. is, there's Google. Um, what is, I've never been, what is that event like? Um, it's personally my favorite convention out of everything. Um, it's very small is one thing, though. Like, it, some people who have experienced, like, an IML or something like that may be a bit underwhelmed at first, so there's it, probably a certain intimacy with that. Too. Oh, absolutely. You will meet basically everyone at the uh, convention, and everyone that goes to it is like, you know, because rubber is 
literally the main focus is, you know, you will find other people who just love rubber. And, you know, if you're someone who's into it as well, yeah, you'll find your people. <laughs> um, do you know how many attendees or how big? Uh, I, do, I don't know a number of attendees, but the main, like, marketplace area basically is in a gym. Okay. <laughs> so if you can imagine, like a, like, a big high school gym surrounded by, like, you know, just different rubber vendors and then, like, a big play mat in the middle where people get to try out gear and stuff like that. Okay. That's about it. They have another, like, separate area where they do the, uh, the contest, but it's pretty little. But, okay. it, you know, it, it, that being said... No one's really spending a whole lot of time in the marketplace. You're going to find someone, go back to their hotel room, and, you know, try something new. Okay. Well, to help give people a better sense of it, how would you say it compares size-wise to, like, Claw? Because I know you were at Claw this year. Again, Claw is, is just a completely different breed. You know, I took up, like, three hotels. <laughs> like So so still smaller again than where, Claw. Yeah, it is, yeah okay. it's easily um, one of the... Besides, like, a local, you know, event, for, like, an international event, this is probably, like, one of the smallest ones. From what I've heard and read about mm -hmm. Mr. International Rubber, yeah, it is one of the smallest ones. And it, it doesn't help that they don't have a host hotel. That, yeah. That... Oh, it's spread out over several... Well, no, it kind of, it takes place at the uh, the center of Halstead, like, basically, um, oh, right yeah. above Whole Foods. Yeah. Oh, yep. I, I <laughs> so, thought... you'll get to see, like, a whole bunch of people in gear walking around Whole Foods during that weekend, oh. and it's priceless seeing everyone's reactions. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, one time in Chicago, I wandered there, and they had a uh, LGBT comic convention going mm -hmm. on in that center, and I was like... Really nice surprise. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's where it's at. So. Yeah, but yeah, unfortunately, no hotel, and okay. you know, rubber has no insulation value, and oh yeah, it's November. Yeah, the walk to and from the convention center can get a little bit chilly depending on the weather. Just invest in a nice, you know, coat. Or Mama didn't raise a quitter. I just suck it up and go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I oh I really I really want to go I I'm not going to be able to make it this mm -hmm. year next year yeah. it, it it's on my list it's uh, I would definitely definitely recommend it to anyone who's at, at least latex curious the only thing you do have to watch out for is some of the events like the um uh, like the contest or they mm -hmm. have like a rubber cocktail thing or thing like that those events are rubber required so you do need to have some kind of rubber clothing on to attend those. Well, right. How, how, yeah. how much is like just a token amount or? A... I mean, I usually go full gimp, mm -hmm. but you could go just with like a rubber shirt or something. You okay. just need to get something. <laughs> at least you're showing that. Yeah. You're yeah. Just at least you know. All right, and fortunately, the vendor mart and the swap meet <laughs> do not have a dress code. Fortunately, they don't. Yes. Yeah. So those so... those are free to well, not free to attend. Obviously, you pay the entrance fee, but. Right. Anyone is welcome to join those, and you'll you'll definitely get to experience some stuff because uh, they have a really good uh, play space in the middle of the vendor mart. Last year, I was actually in a uh, a bondage coffin, where it was um, like a real coffin mm -hmm. that was completely uh, surrounded in foam, and it was like pretty much fit to your body. So you're like very snug in this foam cocoon. And the only way you can breathe is a gas mask because they put, you know, the, the lid on you, which is also foam. You're basically mm -hmm. sealed in. You can't move. 
you get hot really quick. And, you know, the no only, your only air source is the little tube coming out of the gas mask. And, you know, people can, can dick with that and, you know, do a little Whoa. breath play stuff. But, yeah, that was intense. But it was a lot of fun. Um, oh, yeah. No, yeah. I... Not, not for me, thank you. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd probably end up panicking out of that. No. Uh, yeah, if you're claustrophobic, that would be I was going to say, yeah. that's the way to find out. Oh, uh, well, I mean, considering <laughs> that I panicked out of the uh, vac rack at Claw. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was unfortunate. Mm, vac racks are pretty awesome, but uh, yeah. I like the vac cube just because whenever I go into a vac rack, like, it squishes in my nose, and like I'm like, oh, this is so hot, this is so hot, but my nose hurts so, so much. much. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. <laughs> and, and the great thing about the cube is that, hey, the, it, it's around your neck, so your head is completely free. And but you're still immobilized. Mm. Yeah, I've seen yeah. cube demonstrations, and yeah. it's amusing. Oh, it, it's cool. And then you can also, like, flip it over mm-hmm. and stuff, and, you know, oh, now your ass is exposed. Let's get a pedal. Like. <laughs> I have, well, yeah, I've always seen, you know, you know where, where everything is, and suddenly ice cubes come out, or oh. you know, yeah, things like that. Whoever does that, I hate that. Or, <laughs> but or, I love it. <laughs> Ice cubes, vibrators, yeah, all, all sorts mm-hmm, of different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all there. And, and you also get to try, like, the really expensive, like, studio gum, like, two millimeter thick hoods that are, like, $300 for just a hood. But it's like, oh. <laughs> oh, it's luxury rubber. Oh, it feels so good. Mm. Oh. I guess, you know, with latex, um, so you're uh, pretty experienced and have, you know, taught yourself mm-hmm. about... Um, yeah, where did you, did you learn pretty much on your own, like looking things um, up? Or? For the most part, yeah, I learned on myself. I guess uh, what I recommend to everyone, if you're looking to buy latex and you're just starting off, get something really cheap. Don't invest in like the good European stuff yet because you will mess it up. Like everything from shining it to storing it to cleaning it to like just how you properly put it on, like. All that stuff I screwed up when I first started, so you know it's so better, like better start, to do it on some crap gear. Than, have a know, starter like, suit that you can just yeah. treat poorly. And... I always I always recommend uh, latex catfish to the people who are just starting. Um, LatexCatfish.com. It's like it's cheap Chinese rubber, mm-hmm. but you can get a cat suit for under a hundred bucks, and it's at least something for you to uh, you know practice and see is this something that I want to invest in or you know oh it looks hot I'll probably wear it like once every so often you know right yeah that, i know because um in the past we you know we've um um veritas yes. uh, has a large collection and we borrowed pieces from him to go to events and it was cool to experience but i always felt very uncomfortable because knowing just like okay what am i gonna do wrong you know what, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah there's a lot i mean <laughs> it's like driving someone else's car it's like oh god what, you what really can... it's not like leather you really gotta baby it mm-hmm. um where's some of the things that can hurt it one of the biggest things that can hurt it, surprisingly, is uh, silicone toys. Okay. Uh, for some reason, they do a weird chemical reaction with latex. So, um, for example, I was playing with one of my friends, and uh, we were using a um, like a magic wand, mm-hmm. and they had the little silicone, um, you know, sleeve sleeves kind of, okay. for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after we were done, he left one of those silicone sleeves on my um, rubber play sheet. And when we came back, just from, like, the ten minutes it took for us to take a shower, um, all the rubber around that was, like, all bubbled up. And, yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) So, uh, thankfully, if you catch it soon enough, it's not permanent. It'll go down after, like, a few weeks. But that is something that can hurt it. Um, Mm. Another thing, uh, certain metals, like uh, brass and copper, Mm. uh, if you have any colored latex, that'll very easily discolor it. 
Um, one of the big offenders of this is uh, leather harnesses. Mm-hmm. I have a well, I have a, um, a white Mr. S leather harness, mm-hmm. and I tried wearing that over my um, my white cat suit. And wherever the uh, the little rivets are to snap it to size it, those are brass, mm-hmm. and the paint had chipped away a little bit, and it was uh, touching my latex. And when I took it off, you can see little round dots oh, where the rivets no. were. So, yeah, you definitely got to watch if you're going to be combining gear like leather and stuff to it. You have to make sure you're mindful of what um, materials it's made out of because anything that's not stainless steel will definitely discolor it. And then... um, Just a lot of oils or just, you know, a lot of products. Oh, yeah, oils and and products and stuff. Like, if I'm going to wear, like, a suit, I usually don't, like, put on deodorant. I won't, you know, moisturize and put on lotion and stuff like that because... Yeah, all the all those oils will definitely um, degrade it as well, and especially when you clean it, mm-hmm. uh, you have to make sure to use soap that doesn't have any moisturizers or aloe or anything in it like that, because that'll also be damaging to it as well. So, ivory. Yeah, it's my, I actually do use ivory. It's pretty, <laughs> um, it's pretty basic. I yeah, mean. no, it's yeah. it's as basic as it gets. It's just, but even then, oh, you don't yeah. need a lot of soap because uh, I guess one of the pros about it is it's, it's very easy to clean. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you you don't you can clean it with just soap and water. You don't have to break out the Hansons and the brush and the saddle soap. No, and, no, no, no. Yeah, no. and and then lo- and then lotion it all up. Although mm-hmm. a couple squirts of Vivachine and, and a quick rub before you store it. Yeah, well, keep it looking good. If, if I'm in a Vivashine, I usually do like a Vivashine session, and so <laughs> you know you got like. Most of my gear, if it's uh, tarnished or starting to look, um, you know, a, well, a let, less shiny. Yeah, let's explain to our listeners who don't have latex experience what Vivashine is. And, okay, and, also, so, one of, and also one of the hosts also is curious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's two ways you can really shine up uh, your gear. The first is just using straight silicone lube. Okay. Which, if you're just shining up like a hood, or if you just got like a few uh, matte spots on your suit or something like that, that works perfectly fine. But you don't want to sit there rubbing down full cats. I mean, I guess you can sit there rubbing down full cats, but uh, what's much more efficient is um, getting what's called Vivashine. And um, Vivashine's nice because like half a cat full of it will completely shine a cat suit. You really, it really is a less is more thing. And if you add too much, it'll just make it all gummy and gross feeling so uh yeah just like a little bit of that and then i'll get a um uh like a 40 gallon plastic tub mm-hmm. you know what you use for storage and um oh, i should go close to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah i'll get like a 40 gallon um plastic tub and uh fill that halfway with water and then um just add half a cap full of vivashine to that and then just put your like a suit or something in there Swish it around, make sure to massage in any parts like, you know, your butt or something like that where you know it's going to be... Giant uh, crevices. Yeah, 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 anything like that. And, um, yeah, in like five minutes it'll be fully shined and, you know, just uh, I towel dry it off and you're good. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are other shining products? I, there are other, I mean, there are other ones. And, uh, yeah. There's um, Black Beauty, which is more of a, uh, a matte finish than a glossy finish, but it's still a shine. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, there's a bunch of them. Vivashine is just my favorite because it's it's probably the easiest to use. The only thing that sucks is I can't find a uh, like a decent U.S. 
distributor of it. You have to get it like overseas or something. I mean, I can get it from like Mr. S, but Mr. S always upcharges their stuff. I'm not about that. <laughs> well, when I go visit my brother in Germany, and I swing. Well, back there we go. To you're at Black Style. Yeah, you're yeah. at Latex headquarters. <laughs> so it almost sounds. I mean, it almost sounds like you. You know, like even part of play, you could actually like you have a care and maintenance party. Where it's like, you know, Absolutely, bring out the yeah. suits and shine them up. And shine them up and rub everybody any, down. Any, anyone who's been in the rubber seat for a bit, it's all about that. They, well, I'm, uh, I know, like, um, bodybuilders. I've heard behind the scenes when they're basically throwing on, you know, their rub-on tans and oiling themselves up. Basically, mm-hmm. they're a bunch of near-naked men just rubbing everyone, each other down because <laughs> behind the scenes, because how else are you going to get it on? And it's like, okay. Uh, yeah, no, it's not that glamorous, but... <laughs> well, the bodybuilding, there's a lot of shaving, and I think that takes some of the glamour. Shaving out and waxing, <laughs> and and really restrictive diet, and living at the gym, and I mean, it's nice to look at, but not for me. <laughs> um. So now, uh, storage. What's the best way to store? Um. Storing it, well, I guess when you finish using it, it comes off, and you clean it with the soap, and then. Yeah, well, usually if it's just like a quick play mm-hmm. thing, I'll just shower with it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you just sort of rub it a little bit like you would, like you're, you know, washing your skin. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's about it. So, really, if you had, like, worn it to an event and been in it most of the day or... You know, uh, if, if, well, usually I'll just wait to go home for all that. But um, <laughs> really for storage, um, if you're going to be storing it long term just hang it in your closet uh it's best to not keep it folded or anything like that because it will um get permanent creases in okay. it but that's after like a long period of time i've had hoods that have been you know like after a play session i've balled up and just like tossed in the back of my closet and you know a month later i would go back and clean mm-hmm. so <laughs> you know and they were perfectly fine but other stuff like especially neoprene gear i found easily permanently creases like right away so oh yeah yeah, uh, I don't really have any tips for neoprene because I just have not had any luck with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny because I always thought of neoprene being more mm-hmm. durable or easier than latex yeah. or leather, but it sounds like mm-hmm. it also has its issues. It, yeah. yeah, it. I mean, less stuff attacks neoprene, um, and neoprene does have a bit of an R value to it, where latex doesn't. Latex has no. What do you mean insula- an R value? Insulation. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That latex has no insulation to it, uh, but yeah, the biggest problem with neoprene is that yes, it wrinkles very easily. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that my neoprene pup hood, uh, there's a definite wrinkle at the bridge of the nose that I know is just never going to come out because mm. that's always bent yeah. like that. So you also uh, some you know, some neoprene stuff that you're also into or like? Um. I mean, I like it. There's a lot of gear that I aspire to get. I want to get more leather, but um, rubber is just primarily like 90% of my gear. <laughs> and and then the other 10% are your superhero suits. Yeah, the, Zen- the, yeah the Zentai suits, yeah. <laughs> Zentai is kind of like, um, like gear sweatpants. <laughs> it's really easy to put on when you're done. You just toss it in the washing machine. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Like It's cheap. You don't have to take too much care of it. Well, I mean, you know, that also has, you know, I guess that appeals also to kind of that superhero idea. I mean, they're actually, you know, Zentai superhero suits. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's the basis for, you know, any kind of costuming or play that you'd want to do that was kind of like mm-hmm. that. 
And that's what, that was my, like, intro to full body suits and stuff, too. It was like, you know, hey, you can get a Zentai off Amazon for 20 bucks. Like, you know, why not? And I was like, well, this is pretty cool. You know, finally get my first full body experience. Well, even the, uh, I see the morph suits yeah. they have at Party City. Oh, yeah. You know, the different ones that they have. You know, mm-hmm. some of them are costumes with patterns on them, and some are just plain colors, so. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I've, I've seen you in a Deadpool mm-hmm. suit. Very appropriately for a Deadpool showing. Uh, yes, and, and doing <laughs> yes, so naughty well. things that we will not detail here. <laughs> you just watched a movie. What do you mean? Funny thing about that suit, it's actually kind of a um, a mascot suit for the uh, the radio station that I work at. Because <laughs> our, sta- our station colors are red and black. And so I'm just, uh, I wear that to the events and stuff like that now. And And... Yeah, just don't wear wear those so people don't think it's uh oh. Well, that's the, that's the thing that's also changed. Our superheroes are now pop culture. Yes, not yes. even nerd culture. It's just pop. pop culture. Oh yeah, no, no, it's yeah. great. No one, no one really uh, blinks an eye if you're wearing a Zentai. It's yeah. just uh, if you're going full rubber, it's a little different. Well, no, no, like I said, if you went, yeah, went to you know a store to buy booze as Deadpool, you'd get a lot of thumbs ups. I'm sure, mm-hmm. and very few odd looks. I mean, yeah. as compared to, yes, the. <laughs> or or pup hoods or things like that. Mm-hmm. Are you into that at all? The pup, you know, the pup space. Pup oh hood? yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm a big pup. Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't know. I guess uh, the, the thing about being a pup is uh, that kind of I have to stick with the Zentai because I, I, whenever I go to like a romp, something like Wolf Camp at IML or something like that, I always have like. Two or three friends that insist on wearing latex during that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah, I got my latex surf suit or something like that, and it rips. Like you just you can't do that, or you can't yeah. mosh in a cat suit like that. It's just you know. So yeah. I'll have a rubber pup hood. I have a black style one and a wet hot one. Those are both fantastic, but the actual pup suit it's got to be all zentai because it's just i'm, I'm too rough with it and i don't want to <laughs> i don't i don't want to keep getting out of that headspace for like oh crap did i just rip something like yeah right. you know, if you yeah you feel yeah you skid on the floor or, you know rub up against something i can see that yeah now yeah. you mentioned one of the places that you go to like for your uh you know beginning rubber that's cheaper uh what are they more upscale you know rubber um definitely a lot of the stuff from germany and the uk is uh very upscale um most of my suits i get from uh str that's skin tight rubber Mm -hmm. and they're in the uk and uh personally i like that they have so many different sizes available uh most places are just you know small medium large extra large but this is like you know you can go small but like a small tall small extra tall uh you know a medium short and you know you can get a a suit that'll fit you really damn well and you don't have to pay the extra cost to get it custom fitted okay yeah Mm, okay yeah and i for guys my size you know the the curse of the European large. Mm-hmm. The, the, yeah, large tops out at like thirty four waist, and I'm like, really? <laughs> Come on. But, well, that's the other thing I discovered in latex. It's, it's um, there's a bit of corseting action going on. So yes, if you aren't you know super skinny, it's like oh, it actually helps shape a bit. It is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It um, it definitely is form fitting to an extent, mind mm-hmm. you. I mean. <laughs> You can't. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not magical. But well, I'm thinking like no. you know, things like spandex, where it's like no, it just kind of fits the form. But yeah, it, shows your, it shows your form. You know, you know all uh, warts and all. But latex, there's you know a bit more, a bit of control. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I, yeah, 
for when you don't have And that, that adds a bit of a bondage appeal to it as well, where it just, in general, makes it a little harder to move. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just like a nice big rubber hug all over. And, yeah. And, and now you've got me thinking about the happy times when I was in a nice latex sleep sack and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't move. And oh, I love my sleep sack. Oh, that's <laughs> I, I was I was a very happy puppy. Yeah. See, that's something I need to try because I'm the kind who likes to have all the sheets and that tucked in and that envelope that when you just slide into bed, you are just like in bed. Mm-hmm. And also kind of a weighted blanket on top. It's like, you know, I hate summer, so I just have the light sheet on and I'm like, I want more on me, but it's hot. Yeah. And so like, like last night it finally got cool, so I pulled out the blanket and it's like, Oh, this feels good again. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I don't have AC, so I had to. Most of July, <laughs> oh, was not dear. able to wear rubber. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, but that also goes to, um, I think the point of uh, that feeling, you know, like like the sleep sack feel, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of being closed and you know, bondage in a way, but all, yeah, like I said, kind of talking about it like a hug, I think mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Well, you know, to. To get that sleep sack feeling inexpensively, mm-hmm. pallet wrap works really well, <laughs> um, and yeah, the the mummification. And so, yeah, if if you ask nicely at Next DVC, I've got, I've got plenty of pallet wrap. I, <laughs> that's the fun thing about going to events, and that it's like you get curious about something. And it's like. Yeah, let's try this. Let's yeah. try the Amsterdam box. Let's try a bit of flogging. And mm-hmm. you can say, oh, that's nice. I mean, there's things I've done that are like, oh, okay, it wasn't horrible, but not pushing a button. Mm-hmm. And other things that were like, yeah, this could be a thing. Th- th- this could be a thing I'll need to explore. Well, the other thing with latex, too, um, you know, it might be a generational thing, but, you know, if you were became sexually aware in anywhere in the 80s or 90s, you associate latex and the smell of latex with sex. Because condoms. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, there's the HIV, and it's like, okay, and what do we know that works? Condoms. So condoms became a thing with sex. And that smell of latex, especially like an unlubed <laughs> condom where you smell it, it's like, wow. That's kind of like, okay, happy times are about to come. So yeah. you smell latex <laughs> outfits, and it's like, oh, oh, it's just like the horrible days of, you know, latex everywhere for safety, and now it's just for fun. I would say I relate, but my whole room just reeks constantly of rubber. So <laughs> that is, so make I've think- kind of just become nose blinded latex in general. <laughs> Unless it's like some brand new gear and you just put it on and you just got to take a big whiff because it's so good. <laughs> yes, yeah, le- yeah it, an entire full sensory experience, not just the, mm-hmm. the touch and the, the look of the latex and the sounds but yeah the so, definite smell so oh, yeah. so you said it you know you saw that the tv show and it really appealed to you what do you think clicked do you know or is it was just the um well i always liked full form-fitting gear okay. um whether it was like you know watching superheroes mm-hmm. or like swat guys or like playing the video game crisis that was coming out around the same mm-hmm. time and like you know watching all the guys in like their full little nano suits i was like oh that's that's really cool like it didn't click that it was a sexual thing <laughs> but i was interested in it <laughs> cool yeah well i mean you were you were 14 you were still mm. you were still trying to figure out what sex was at yeah. 14 I kind of got, yeah. <laughs> Went the, the wrong, weird route quick. You, you saw the wrong TV show at the wrong time, or the right TV show at the right time, and then the rest is history. 
have. It's I mean, been good, yeah. Well, I think that's so many fetishes. Just like you hit that right thing at the right time, and mm-hmm. or the right person is doing it, and it's like, oh, oh. I like this thing. Yeah. You know, where else are you gonna learn it from? It's like, you know, <laughs> situational. Yeah, who knows? If if you had flipped the channel slightly differently, uh, you might have ended up on a, a, a CSI episode and become a furry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, well, I that, mean, there's I, a lot of a lot of overlap. I, yeah, yeah I, I I started with the the fandom when I was uh, first getting into uh, kink, and I was like still trying to figure out what I like, what I didn't. Never really got into the furry scene, but I, you know, I did experience it for a minute. <laughs> and yeah. I, mean, I think what happens is it's the gateway to a circle of friends because I've heard you pretty much age out of you know, well, yeah. you age out about twenty five. After that, you're kind of like uh, aberration, where it's younger people finding each other and then moving on and expanding out. Yeah, and that's a good you way have to your put circle it. of friends. Yeah. And yeah, you know, by wondering you know, if other like you know, well, I would think latex leather. I tend to see older people associate with that, so I wonder how much of it. Is lifestyle versus how much of it is hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, leather and latex and such aren't cheap, and mm-hmm. k- kind of it can't be easy to afford a full latex closet mm-hmm. on you know working at McDonald's. But no, <laughs> unless it's what you really love, yes. and you just eat ramen for <laughs> your entire life. Yeah, no. Yeah. If, when you, of course, yeah, when you make things a priority. Mm-hmm. You end up finding ways to, to get your hands on, on what you want and what you yeah. need. Yeah. Uh, so now, um, I know with uh, your background that there's a lot, uh, well, communications, uh, video, you've done that? Or, I mean, oh, I do, I do video mainly broadcasting. as a hobby. Yeah. Well, broadcasting. Yeah, work yeah. with a radio um, station. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, you know, is that, do you have your own podcast or have you done, you know, video blogging or... Other things other than the Tumblr or that. You know, I've been debating on um, actually starting a uh, small latex blog, just uh, going about, like, how-tos, because if you do a search on YouTube right now, there aren't really any videos about, like, how to correctly, you know, put on gear or how to correctly uh, shine it or how to, um, you know. And, and so, obviously, if I'm putting it on YouTube, it's got to be age-friendly and, you know, I'm going to have to be as professional about it as possible. Well, at least as age-friendly as Bolt and Amp are. I mean, <laughs> uh, they've got their new content restrictions now, so... <laughs> I can all change. I mean, yeah, if you're host, unless you're paying for it, it's someone else's toys and yeah. they can yeah. change the rules at any point and mm-hmm. say, oh, we don't like this now. No, or, or, you know, at, at the end of it, you could discreetly say, yeah. for, for further details, see my Tumblr. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Is Tumblr kind of the platform now, even for, you know, just... Because, okay, I'm old, and I can remember when LiveJournal was the thing. Uh-huh. Um, but then, you know, it, it, it changes, but is that kind of the thing now? Tumblr, pretty much, the platform? I can't keep up with that crap, to be honest. Um, the only reason I started Tumblr was because people kept uh, stealing my pics and posting them on there, and I was like, well... <laughs> People obviously like it. It might as well come from the source. So I made a Tumblr. Um, everyone keeps bugging me to make a Twitter, but I don't get Twitter, so that probably won't happen. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, not, for, it's not just an age thing that makes. No, it no, like, no. <laughs> there's there's way too many uh, social media platforms out there, and I've actually been trying to distance myself a bit because uh, I don't want to be a slave to social media. You know, it's 
Right. I, got, I got better things to do with my time than keep checking on Facebook and stuff like that. <laughs> you, you would rather have real interactions. Uh, yes, meet absolutely. Space. See, I'm the, I'm the opposite. I'm just like, you know, the same thing with television. People say, oh, I watch too much television. No, I don't watch enough. There's too no. much good out there I'm missing. And social media, the same thing. If I only had the patience for it, I would be doing it. I'd be doing everything digitally. Screw the meat world. But <laughs> I don't have the patience for it or the technical know-how. So it's like, I'm trapped at being <sighs> human. Ugh. <laughs> hey, if the Borg ever show up, I'm first in line. It's like, bring me on. <laughs> Group mind, yes. Yeah. Never lonely again. <laughs> uh, that usually horrifies people. But mm. but just think, it's basically a big bathhouse. Borg cube, all that leather and steam. <laughs> and probably lots of latex. It's, it's a fetish shop all over. Oh. <laughs> there's, oh, well, there's slash fiction about it. Oh, I'm, Jordy I'm and sure Hugh, there slash are, fiction and I, I am certain oh, yeah. there is plenty. That's a, yeah. I've read very little, but a couple of pieces, like, oh, God, that's actually kind of hot. If I wasn't already into leather, I might be now. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Cool. So, uh, thinking about, but no real definite plans yet, about the, so the, the latex blog? Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of... If I have time for it, um, yeah, you know, I, I, yeah. I, I have a full-time student, I have a job, and um, my current, uh, I guess, project that I have is uh, working on making music, so okay. I actually just invested in a bunch of uh, gear for that, and um, yeah, you know, it, it's, uh, try to diverse myself a bit, I've got the film down now, let's get the audio going. Cool, so. alright, well, if you uh, do have any projects in the future mm -hmm. uh, that you want us to promote to our hundred plus listeners. We should hey. say tens. Tens of listeners. Tens of listeners. Scores, right. scores. We can say scores of listeners okay. now. We can safely say scores of listeners. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we'd be happy to promote you um, <laughs> and uh, you know keep the community involved in, in all that fun stuff. For sure, yeah. Well, I mean, that's how these things happen. I mean, the your, you know, this podcast happened pretty much because of Sewers of Paris. Yes. Your interview, and then it split. And then most podcasts I hear about, I hear about through other podcasts and media. So that's kind of the viral messaging of that. They all kind Good of scratch each other's yeah. backs. Yeah, so, yeah, if, if, you, if you get your own podcast, if, <laughs> it if I like can find a way in, yeah, I'd be happy to be a guest. It sounds like the... The go-to place right now is the, your present Tumblr. The, the yeah, the go-to place is my present Tumblr. Yeah, and that's which I actually have to fix because I had a HTML links with all my other stuff like my recon and um, none of those work now. So <laughs> not sure what happened, but yeah, the code on my website's broken, so I, I need to fix that soon. <laughs> oh, got got to get those style sheets right and get the links updated. There's probably and... a bracket missing somewhere. Whatever. Oh yeah, that'll do it. No, I've. I've been tweaking with my Twitter bot, and yeah, it, I, I all whenever I try to add something to it, I break it. Mm -hmm. I, I guaranteed, but I know that's going to happen. So I'll probably just I, I be lazy and do a pre-made yeah. template. <laughs> all right. Well, oh, do you have any uh, other than music? Do you have any crafting sort of things that you do? Since this is a podcast of kink and craft. Crafting. You know, I don't I, I guess yeah, the, the music is really my big thing right now. Um I guess the that and um photography are my two artsy go to things. Obviously the photography 
mature and non-mature. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you, you one has to have a balance in photography. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I think one always has to have a career. I mean, obviously, you can tell which ones are more popular, but... Right. Yeah, you know, it, it, I, I, I still enjoy going out and... Is that, does that all show up on your Tumblr, or is, what is that? That does not show up on my Tumblr. That is more for, like, my personal friend okay. collection and all that. I don't really... Uh, well, <laughs> you're not public with that. I'm not public with that yet. Just, yeah, I don't know. No. Perhaps uh, once you get your uh, music fully uh, up and running, we'll have to uh, commission new theme music. Uh, hey, from I'd you, be glad so. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll fit, figure something out that fits a little better than what I found. I, I mean, it's an okay piece of music, but it's something that I found with five minutes of searching on Creative <laughs> Commons. So it would kind of be nice to have a piece of music that you know actually has a copyright on it, and uh, I can say you know music courtesy of. Whiteout, yeah. you know, fi find more of his works at whiteout.bandcamp.com. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and on that note, we've run out of time again. Send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com or tweet at us. We are at harryprone.com. Our theme music is Hotspot by Aux, used under the Creative Commons Attribution License. We are your hosts, Sir Arcane, Lancing Mike, wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Good night. Good night.